One of the roles that Torah plays right now is in giving people a mirror to what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, and maybe even a window <laughs> yeah. to where they want to go. I'm Alana Steinheim, Rosh Beit Midrash and Senior Fellow at the Shalom Hartman Institute. I'm excited to share that I am the host of Texting, a new podcast where ancient wisdom meets contemporary relevance from Hartman's award-winning digital team. On each show, Hartman scholars Christine Hayes, Yona Hain, or Leora Botnitsky will join me to delve into a Torah text that offers insight and inspiration about the issues that matter to you and to our community. I got the feeling from the various explanations that the rabbis gave that God also feels broken. You can listen to texting at shalomhartman.org forward slash texting or wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to learning with you. Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one friendly page of Talmud each day. And I do mean friendly because today's pages, Gitin 61 and 62, well, they end with this really heartwarming message that I think we all need right now. Have a listen. Similarly, the sages taught in a baraita. One sustains poor Gentiles along with poor Jews. And one visits sick Gentiles along with sick Jews. And one buries dead Gentiles along with dead Jews. All this is done on account of the ways of peace to foster peaceful relations between Jews and Gentiles. Amen. Selah. As soon as I read this heartwarming line, and again, Lord knows we need a reminder these days and every day. There's just one person that I really couldn't wait to talk to. Someone who really embodies this notion for me. Luke Moon of the Great Philos Project, riding, driving across America. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Leo. It's wonderful. Now, Luke, to those of us who don't know about the Philos Project, and I hope to correct this uh, by the end of, of this episode, tell us more about this amazing organization. Well, philos means friend in Greek, and a large part of our goal is to just encourage Christians to be good friends with people in the Near East. And by being good friends with people in the Near East, they are good friends with the people who are from the Near East, i.e. Jews and uh, anybody in the region also. So what are some of the amazing things that you do? Well, we have a program that here in the United States, we fight anti-Semitism. Anytime there's an anti-Semitic incident anywhere in the country, a Christian will show up with a bouquet of white roses and a card saying, we stand in friendship and solidarity with you in the midst of this moment. Uh, we have a now, program. Now, hold on. I, 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 I want to interrupt you right there because you make it sound like such a, like just a lovely, almost obvious thing. But I've I've known you for a bit now and from time to time. I'll call you and say, like, oh, yeah, there are Nazis marching here or there, and I'm just going to show up. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I, I just got tired. You know, I got tired of the hashtag activism. Like, if, if there's an incident which Jews are attacked, I'm like, why, why shouldn't I just show up and be a friend? Because that's what friends do. Friends show up. And fortunately, we've been able to show up with our members over 200 times since we started. It really is. And everybody, the response we have, both of the people that go and do this act of friendship and the recipients is just really quite incredible. It, it fosters the peace that the passage talks about. Give me an example. So you would show up in a community and there would be some Jack 
booted jerks trying to march, you would stand there and people from the local Jewish community would come up and be like, hey, man, I, I don't know who you are, but wow, thanks. Like that? <laughs> yeah, well, we have, I mean, we've only done this rally against the Nazis a few times. Fortunately, they're not everywhere. So, but we got word that it was going to be a, a neo-Nazi rally against a sheriff that has been very committed to standing against anti-Semitism. And we mobilized the local community, Christian community, the conservative community, and like basically put out the word, if you are against Nazis, come and join us as we stand with this sheriff who has been a valiant defender of supporting Jewish people. And we we got over 65 people to turn up at this street corner, and uh, the Nazis never showed up. They, they just, uh, they, they were scared off. So there's that kind of thing. But then there's also, you know, when there's some really nasty guys throwing flyers with old classic, you know, anti-Semitic tropes around. We hear about that. We'll mobilize one of our members. We go to that community. We maybe go to the, the local synagogue or the JCC, and we'll say, "Here's a bouquet of white roses," and the card that says, "We stand in friendship." It's just a. It's a simple act of expressing friendship and that's what that's about that's amazing i would also add that those nazis are very smart to not show up because to those of our listeners who can't <laughs> obviously see you you are i believe seven feet <laughs> nine inches and <laughs> you're, you're a big guy yeah. is what i'm saying i i, I it's it yeah I, I feel i do get a little intimidating sometimes what what, so what brought you to to this corner? What what was your kind of like professional life trajectory like? And what you just said one day, you know what? I think this is a great expression of of my religious beliefs. Well, you know, I I didn't grow up actually. I don't think I knew any Jewish people until like 13 years ago. I grew up in Seattle. I didn't knew any Jews. I didn't know they were Jews. And I was all over the world and did all kinds of stuff. I fought human trafficking for a while. And I got really involved in the intersection of faith and politics. Uh, that led me to the Philos Project. And it was actually a, a few years ago, there was a there was a rally in Teaneck, New Jersey on Shabbat. It was against the Jewish people. And I went, I, I was asked to go as an observer. And I went and I, I was like, well, no, I'm not going to go as an observer. I'm going to go as like, you know, more of the more activist. And so I just got a, a sign and a card and I wrote on it or a pen. And I wrote on the card. I said, I stand with Israel and Jews. And I stood there with my sign on one side of the fence was me. On the other side of the fence was about 250 uh, anti-Israel activists. And I was, I it was literally for, for the first probably 45 minutes, it was just me. And it was in that moment, Liel, that I was like, um, you know, I don't want to like assume that I know what it's like to be Jewish because I'm not, but I felt like, wow, this is this, like the world against you, you kind of alone, man, this is, I don't like this feeling. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to just work to mobilize more people to come and show up like I did with me, maybe with others, because, you know, in there's this passage in, in Torah, which says, or, or the Bible, where it says one will put a thousand flight two will put 10,000. And I, I just think that when we join together, we're so much stronger than when we're by ourselves. I love this so much. And so I won't let you go before I ask you the obvious question is, that what are some things that we Jews could do to stand with our Christian brothers and sisters and with, with other people too? 
Well, I think have a conversation with them. Well, I mean, you often probably have conversations with non-Jews, but I think a lot of people are unaware that they of uh, like what it's like to be Jewish. And like I said, I don't think I knew any Jews until 13 years ago. And now I, I've gotten to know a, a bunch. And I just, I find that there's just this deep insight, this deep understanding on the Jewish side of, of how to raise family and how to live life to the fullest. And I, I don't know, I just feel like the more Jews talk about that, the better off the world is. Amen, Selah. Luke Moon, thank you so much for joining us on this show and for everything you do. Thank you. Appreciate it. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're going to enjoy our brand new Take One newsletter even more. Each week, you'll get an extra shot of Talmudic wisdom straight to your inbox. And for those who sign up before Tractate Gittin ends, we'll be raffling off some Take One swag. So make sure to subscribe at tabletm.ag slash Take One newsletter. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And you could get your Take One t-shirts, mugs, and other amazing form of swag at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramuccia, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.